0: Hey all welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh recently released the uh, Flippin Pharmacology flashcards. Great resource if you're taking pharmacology classes, taking board exams, whether you're a nurse, med student, uh, pharmacy student. So uh, I'll leave the link in the show notes uh, for the Flip and Pharmacology flashcards, but it's a great way to support the podcast. Obviously, help keep it uh, free and uh, educational for everyone to benefit from. So with that, let's get into the drug of the day, and that is pyridoxine. This is actually more of a classified as a supplement. Uh, it is vitamin B6. This is a Uh, Mm water-soluble vitamin, and it can be used for um, medication purposes besides simply just uh, deficiency. So uh, with that said, let's get a little bit of background. So mechanistically, uh, pyridoxine is converted in the body or transformed to pyridoxal. And this is an important cofactor Uh, for numerous different things, but uh, primarily it can aid in metabolism of uh, fats and carbs and proteins. So obviously that's going to play an important role in how your body functions. Uh, It also uh, can aid in the production of uh, GABA. So if you remember, that's a central nervous system neurotransmitter, and we've got uh, numerous medications uh, that can act on or enhance GABA. Uh, Many I've talked about in the the past. So benzodiazepines and and drugs like that um, can have effects on GABA. Pyridoxine is also an important uh, cofactor in the production of heme. So remember, this is the portion of hemoglobin that contains iron. So obviously, if we're not uh, creating heme or because of being deficient in pyridoxine, that could certainly lead to uh, an issue with low hemoglobin and anemia. And certainly one of the symptoms of pyridoxine deficiency is weakness and anemia. Uh, CNS depression is a uh, potential another uh, a- adverse effect or uh, consequence from pyridoxine deficiency. Uh, and neuropathy is another important one as well. So it's definitely something I I think about um in practice if i've got a patient that's reporting neuropathy um pyridoxine deficiency particularly uh in my case due to medications is definitely something uh that i pay attention to so tying that in to uses so other than getting pyridoxine through the diet why would we ever potentially supplement uh this vita- this b vitamin And in practice, the primary reason I see pyridoxine used is uh, prevention of neuropathy from isoniazid toxicity. So isoniazid basically interferes uh, with that pyridoxine activation and obviously makes it so the body can't use it appropriately. So that is where you're likely to see it used. So if you see a patient on isoniazid, uh they likely should be on pyridoxine as well. Uh the other situation where I've seen pyridoxine used is nausea and vomiting in pregnancy, okay? So those are two uh, I would say of the most common situations you're going to see. There's a few other uh rare toxicities where you may see pyridoxine added on to ensure that there's um adequate uh, concentrations in in the blood there. So ethylene glycol poisoning, uh, obviously that can cause um, a metabolic acidosis, if you're familiar with that at all. Um, we're going to, you know, manage that metabolic acidosis. But in addition to that, um, we may uh, utilize pyridoxine to help uh, supplement and uh, prevent other complications from that. Uh, and then there's Certain mushroom toxicities. If if uh, patients ingest poisonous mushrooms, uh, hydroxine uh, toxicity. So again, pretty rare uses that you'll ever see. Pyridoxine. I've never seen them personally um, in in my career, but um, it is uh, potentially some indications for uh, pyridoxine supplementation. Just for your reference, uh, recommended dietary intake. Um, Ranges from one to two milligrams per day, and supplementation typically is in oral supplementation, kind of for chronic use, is in the range of twenty-five to one hundred milligrams per day. So that that can range depending upon what we're trying to do, whether we're talking about you know nausea and vomiting in pregnancy or uh, isoniazid uh, toxicity prevention. Uh, So that dose can range, but I just kind of wanted to give you uh, that sense. So it's about you know, 20 times or so. um, The RDA is what we're giving for uh, the dosages with supplementation and management of uh, certain conditions there. Dosage forms, we've got uh, injectable and oral available. Uh, The situation where you're going to use injectable pyridoxine is obviously more of an acute care Uh, emergency type situation where we need to get those concentrations up uh, quickly. So in the case of poisoning, for example, uh, that's a situation where we're going to use that. If somebody's just taking isoniazid chronically for management of tuberculosis, we're just going to give oral, because it's certainly well absorbed uh, orally as well. But obviously, if we need it there quickly, IV is going to be your quickest route. All right, let's talk a little bit About adverse drug reactions. So in in general, it's going to be pretty well tolerated, um, no major issues. In the event of of adverse effects, it's probably likely due to uh, maybe excessive supplementation, Um, but some of the things you you might see, GI upset certainly, and that's going to be more so with uh, the oral uh, formulation, Uh, headache, drowsiness, uh, and then If you get to the severe stage where it's excessive and inappropriate supplementation, uh, neuropathies, seizure, things of of that nature have been reported. And we're typically talking, you know, greater than 500 milligrams per day. So again, you know, pregnancy, nausea and vomiting, probably the maximum dose you're going to give is 100 milligrams per day. And some of those other toxicities are generally going to be seen uh, when you get to higher excessive dosage, like greater than 500 milligrams a day. Uh, Pharmacokinetics, oral absorption is great. So that's usually not not an issue there. Uh, It is a water-soluble vitamin. So whenever you see that, you can generally assume um, that it's going to be excreted in the urine. And that is certainly the case with pyridoxine. Uh, And then monitoring... You know, obviously, if we're managing um, anemia, we're going to monitor hemoglobin, that type of thing. Um, typically, in giving pyridoxine for, you know, nausea and vomiting in pregnancy, you know, we're not going to typically monitor any lab levels or anything like that. Um, however, kind of usual reference range, which can certainly vary from lab to lab, uh, 25 to 80 nanograms per mill. I uh, just wanted to share that in case uh, in case you needed needed that detail. So, uh, with that, let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and I'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for any pharmacist board certification study material like Naplex, Ambulatory Care, BCPS, BCMTMS, the Geriatric Exam, definitely go check out MedEd101.com/store. Store. Great list of resources there. We've been producing content for almost a decade now uh, regarding pharmacist board exams. Uh, we try to hit the most important things that you're likely uh, to see on those board exams based upon our past experiences uh, and uh, things of, of that nature. So again, um, meded com slash store, support the sponsor, help uh, keep this podcast free of charge. All right, well, I'm gonna wrap up here with drug interactions, and pyridoxine really doesn't have a ton of them, uh, so I'm definitely not terribly concerned uh, when I see pyridoxine. Uh, however, there are a few instances where you know you may want to watch things a little bit closer. So, um, potentially there is an effect on cinnamon. So, in our Parkinson's patients, where sometimes that dosing can be pretty sensitive. Um, Pyridoxine supplements potentially uh, can reduce the effectiveness of cinnamon. So um, keep that in mind in your your Parkinson's patients. Again, usually not a total contraindication or anything, but it's probably something you just want to monitor if you uh, start a patient brand new on, on pyridoxine supplement for some reason. Uh, other ones, uh, there are some older anti-epileptic agents, so phenobarbital, phenytoin, primidone. These medications can potentially um, be less effective with pyridoxine. Again, not a crazy total contraindicated drug interactions uh, interaction, but something I think you should be aware of and pay attention to, um, particularly. Uh, in patients taking uh, medication like phenytoin for seizures, for example. That's something that we really don't want to jostle that drug level too much. Uh, so again, make sure to, to pay attention to that. And if you have any concerns, um, certainly we can monitor patients. We can check levels uh, with phenytoin um, and uh, just just be aware of that. And then, of course, uh, isoniazid uh, actually interferes um with pyridoxine which is why we uh supplement with pyridoxine so just wanted to make sure that um that's uh, made of note as well there so with that said i think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today if you found some helpful clinical pearls uh, do us a huge favor leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening we've got a free giveaway at RealLifePharmacology.com. that's a no brainer uh, it's on the top 200 drugs. It's a 31-page PDF, so plenty of content there, absolutely for free. Uh, with that email subscription, uh, it's all it takes is an email. Uh, you'll get access to that 31-page PDF at no cost to you. So go check that out, reallifepharmacology.com. If you want to track me down, suggestions, comments, questions about any uh, products, that type of thing, uh, mededucation101 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Eric Christensen, Farm D, BCPS, BCGP. With that, I'll sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon.